<laughs> oh, these podcasters are definitely on my naughty list for using very bad words and talking about things that, well, make Santa very sad. Little boys and girls, don't you listen now. Uh, big boys and girls, well, use your best discretion, okay? <laughs> and make sure the kids aren't within earshot of this crap, all right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's permanent naughty list for you. December 25th. A time of joy and celebration, at least it was. Those leftist commie f***s are trying to take away your Christmas spirit and tear your families apart. And that is just the beginning. The brave men and women of the radical right are using their voices to fight for God, country, and Santa Claus. When Muslim Obama says you can't wish a Merry Christmas to your fellow American, you tell him, yes, we can. They want you to say goodbye to Christmas trees, eggnog, and lights, and hello to liberal oppression. Help us save Christmas. Refuse the holiday cups and non-denominational well-wishers. Do your part. Fight back with us in the war on Christmas. So arm yourself with candy canes, tinsel, and ornaments. Gather the troops and hop in the sleigh. It's time to go to battle. It's the war on Christmas. And we're here to jingle some bells and deck some halls. I'm your head elf, Matt, and this is the Going There Podcast. One, two, one, two, three, four. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The tidings we It's beginning to look a lot like going there. Taboo topics are back on the table. I hope you're feeling festive because this is a festive episode. Welcome back to the Christmas edition of the Going There podcast. Before we get into all of this, let's introduce our panel. I have a really awesome person to my right, Mrs. Claus herself. Hi, I'm Mary Factor and I've been Mrs. Claus for over 13 years. And I met Mary uh, as, you know, in the production business. She's an actress, and you also do some public speaking and things like that. Yes, I do a one-woman comedy show that I wrote 35 years ago called The Six Ages of Woman. I'm also in the union and do films and industrial films and commercials. And uh, I do Mrs. Claus and other characters. Thank goodness. You can probably only see so much, but man, like this is like the classic... This looks like like a film costume because it's like fine detail. She's even got this nice white fur backdrop on her. Um, and I have my other Santa's helpers to my left. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Erin Arroyo. I am um, a technical writer on a government contract. And I think I'm the token half Jew on this panel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have one. Yeah. And then you you guys uh, recognize the Grinch. I mean, you guys recognize <laughs> Lindsay, who's super excited to be here today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay. Uh, you know me, so I don't think I need to introduce myself, but a producer and happy to be here to talk about one of my favorite times of year. This episode is going to be full of naughty and nice. The naughty is we got to talk about the things that really piss us off and be candid about it. And there's nothing like hearing Mrs. Claus use cuss words. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. And the nice is we need to sprinkle in the joy because that is what the season is about, right? It's about, it's about kindness and joy. So um, the, the people who have been saying that there's a war on Christmas from the beginning are just trying to light fires and trying to piss people off. And it's typically ultra conservative pundits, uh, radio hosts, people who want to get on there and say they're trying to cancel Christmas. And it's fake. It's fake news. It really is. Um, so before we jump into that, let's talk about what we love about this season first. And I will start by saying I love Christmas because I hate fall and I am not a fan of cold. But I got to tell you, like once you start seeing the Christmas lights, like even decorating today, it was just so happy and magical. Christmas gives you this time of like anything's possible. There's magic back in the air. 
And it's that one, it's a short period of time. It's, I feel like it's short lived, but it's the one time where it's like, Hey, I kind of expect people to be a little bit kinder, a little bit more forgiving. And I kind of hope, I kind of hope that other people see it that way. How about you guys? What is your favorite part about the holiday season? So honestly, I love everything about Christmas, the holiday season. I love it all. I love like the smells of it, like the cinnamon and the I love being with my family. I recently moved back to the area so I can be with my family this year, which is really nice. Um, I love buying people things and watching them open them. And um, I have a, a small son. He's almost four. And so we put up our Christmas tree and he's obsessed with the lights. He just loves it. And so just seeing the joy on his face really makes me happy. Yeah, I'm not a parent, but I, I talk to a lot of parents who say like all of that fun excitement from Christmas as a kid like you get to re-experience it through your child. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's really cool. And you you really live it up. Right before Thanksgiving, the Akron Children's Hospital has their tree festival, and that's their annual big fundraiser. And people decorate trees, and then they auction them off. And there's always uh, Mr. and Mrs. Santa, or at least a Santa, and the families get in free. And they come and there's a line that is nonstop from the minute the shift starts to when it ends. And the children, it's all free photos. The, you can take as many as you want with your cell phone. You don't have to pay for it. And we just love seeing the children. And we see uh, everything from the child who's very self-obsessed and wants all the big expensive electronics to the child that just wants their mommy to be happy or um, we had one little boy that wanted his daddy out of prison. And it breaks your heart when you hear those stories. And um, it's just a, a very magical time by being there every year. That starts our season. And then we have other events as the time goes on. So are you seeing this war on Christmas we've been never, hearing? Never, <laughs> never. In 13 years of doing this, I have never, ever heard anybody say, you can't say Merry Christmas or you shouldn't be doing this or never. It, it has never occurred. Everybody is happy to see Santa Claus. I don't care you know, what religion you are or whatever. It's, it's just yeah. nice. You wave, they wave, they say hi, they want their picture taken. And it's, um, I've just never seen it. This supposed war on Christmas, I think, is it's just a manipulative tool that certain people want to use to try to manipulate people and make them angry when they shouldn't even be angry. Yeah, especially around Christmas. Lindsay, what's your favorite part of the season? I I love kind of like Aaron and how do I follow Mary's uh, description <laughs> of it. That's just fantastic. It, it it really is the transition of I I like closing out the year, just celebrating, remembering back over what has happened, and then we get that fresh start at New Year's, right? So, um, but but again, like the smells, the exchanging of of gifts, or just like the togetherness that you get with friends and family, and you know, the the magic that was spoken about, people seem to be a little bit more nice or a little bit more um, forgiving and kind. So I think that that, you know, is is something that really defines the season for me. Yeah. So we unfortunately have to get back into the naughty for a little bit and not the fun kind of naughty, the annoying kind of naughty. Where did this idea come from? Um the early 2000s, mid-2000s, we, we saw, especially Fox News and, and some of these radio personalities like Rush Limbaugh talking about there's a war on Christmas. They don't, they don't want you to be able to celebrate Christmas. So I think we need to unpack this a little bit here. Do you guys remember this whole movement and hearing about this? Mm -hmm. And like, what do you remember specifically about, like, what, what do you remember hearing or seeing or reading? Because... I think the people at this table don't really watch Fox News on a regular basis, so that's why I'm kind of asking the question. My memory is of Donald Trump saying it for the first time and talking about the war on Christmas and how they don't want you to say Merry Christmas anymore and people rah-rah and getting all upset about it. And that was the goal, was to make people upset yeah. and and get the, the right against the left, which is so dumb because it's we're the United States of America and yeah. to try to separate us. It worked in his to his benefit for that for that election for sure. Uh, do you guys have any memories of hearing about the war on Christmas? And 
I don't really remember like a specific event where I heard about it. It just was something that kind of came about when we were, I don't know, middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I worked retail through high school and college and like around the holidays. I remember, you know, I, I worked there for a long time and I knew the regulars. So if I knew that they celebrated Christmas, it was Merry Christmas. If I knew that they were Jewish, it was Happy Hanukkah. Right. If I had, I mean, I'd say Happy Holidays, and I never had a single person get upset with me for saying Happy Holidays. Right. How dare I <laughs> wish them a good holiday season right. and not be specific about the holiday? Right. So, it, what was management's stance on that? It was because that's happy, about when it started. Yeah, it was Happy Holidays. I would right. say generic, yeah. a yeah. generic. Yeah, it was, it was generic because I mean that kind of covers everything from you know you think about the holiday season in retail especially it starts mid-November. So that covers Thanksgiving to New Year's right. and, you know, any religious holidays that fall in that period. So like anybody who celebrates holidays, you're celebrating something there. Right. And the idea of it, of being inclusive, being a bad thing, it like, it's so funny. And Casey Weinstein said this in the first season where he was like, you know, equality can sometimes feel like oppression to people who've had the upper hand for so long. Right. And so it's like you being inclusive you're taking Christmas away from me. No one is trying to take Christmas right. away. Right, it's not pie. Right. Like if someone <laughs> yeah. takes more, it doesn't mean less for you. Right. It's just, you're just expanding the amount of inclusion. Exactly. Now, I would say there would be an issue if a, if a corporate thing said like, do not say Christmas in any way whatsoever, because it's like, well, that's not being inclusive either. Right. You know, if somebody celebrates Christmas and they want to talk about Christmas, I, I don't see there being an issue. Lindsay, you're a corporate HR person. Do you guys yeah. have, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced <laughs> some of that stuff in the past. I think from from my standpoint, and, and you actually made me think of back when I worked in, um, like, I worked in like a grocery store and when people would come through your line, like they would say happy holidays or they would say Merry Christmas and you would just respond in kind to them. Like for me, it didn't really bother me and it gave me, you know, more options. Like when people started saying more happy holidays, it was like, oh, that's just a different way to like wish people well. Cool. Um, you know, it, it is hard in in the corporate sector because, you know, we we do really pride ourselves on being um, in any company that I've worked in, because none of these uh, opinions that I have reflect my employer, just have to say that. But we want to be inclusive and we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. But I'm not going to like tell someone they can't say Merry Christmas or, or express their holiday that they celebrate. But we also don't want to make those who don't celebrate our holidays feel like that they can't speak up or bring their whole selves to work and actually like celebrate in kind the way they want to. So in, in companies that I've been in, we do a good job by recognizing everything. They send out a Kwanzaa message. They send out a Hanukkah message. They send out, you know, all sorts of messages depending on what holiday you're celebrating. So, again, I feel like let's acknowledge, like, the real population of who, like, exists. It, it's not just we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate everything. So what's the harm in acknowledging that? Because right. it exists, right? So I don't know. It, it seems a little... Um, short-sighted to me. I think I think we saw the big uh, change in tone with all of this in Obama's presidency because the right just absolutely hated everything he stood for. And when he did say happy holidays, they were like, see, he, he even said, you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas. Even though every year he had a, hol- he had a Christmas uh, party and he would say Merry Christmas. I mean, there's a White House Christmas tree. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen it. It's massive. You can't miss it. Like (laughs) at no point in time. And I remember I had a conversation with somebody who I won't throw under the bus or not here anyway. But they were like, uh, Obama won't let you say Merry Christmas. And I go, you find me the story or the video where he said that. I go, I'll give you a million dollars. And they're like, well, no. And and I sent them a video instead where he is saying Merry Christmas because Look, I get it. Like, if you're like, I think you're trying to be too inclusive, then make that argument. But don't say that people are trying to say you're not allowed to say that. So then these same people would go out to the stores. And you remember seeing this in person and in the news. Somebody would go into Target and they'd say happy holidays. And the person would go out of their way to be like, no, Merry Christmas. (laughs) And it's like, it's Christmas. Right. You're you're in. You're committing like hatred in vain of the one thing that you swear that you're trying to protect and save. Right. It's it's it's, it's a really good way to get on Santa's naughty list <laughs> for sure. You've probably witnessed a lot of naughty people over the years, <laughs> right? 
Ah, uh, yes. Um, do you have any? Do you have any? Do you have any men or women who like flirt with you or like, ooh, I've been naughty this oh, year? Oh, we flirt shamelessly with people. <laughs> we, I love it when we when like you ever thought of coming back to the North Pole and I don't know. We. Uh, when we were with the Browns, you know, they would come and, and we I would invite the guys to sit on my lap. You know, the women would sit on Santa's lap and I would invite them. Oh, no, no, I'm too I'm too big. I'm too heavy. And go, oh, get over here. I can handle it. You know, and they and we would flirt and tease and kid around. Sometimes we'll have a brother and sister come up to us and um, we'll, we'll say, is that your wife? You know, and, oh, no, that's my sister. Oh, I thought it was your wife. You know, and we just kid so around. So you're single. The, the you're regular saying. Santas don't always do that. Yeah. They're more, um, you know, more stayed in their, in their answers. But we kid around and flirt all the time. And, that's and, fantastic. Yeah, and we have fun with the people. And then, uh, oh, we had four college guys come up, and they wanted to do the Ohio so we have pictures of us doing the Ohio with the guys nice. and um, or they say, OK, now a funny face one. And so we'll all go, ah, you know, and we'll, <laughs> we'll we're we kid around with everybody. That's and fantastic. Make it fun. But I, I mean, that's that would be my first instinct is go up to Mrs. Claus and been like, I've been so naughty this <laughs> year. <laughs> and I would have you right on my lap and have you tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me all about it, honey. <laughs> we are mixing some nice with the naughty right now, and I'm loving every second of it. Speaking of nice, what is your favorite Christmas or holiday movie? Well, I love the new one that just came out, Spirited, with Ryan Reynolds and really um, uh, Octavia Spencer and Will Ferrell. Very fun, wonderful messages, great dancing, great singing, and very unique. I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, a Christmas Story, naturally. Um, um, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's I a could, Wonderful Life is I could my favorite say Christmas every movie. line in that movie. I've seen it so many times. It, I, yeah, It's a Wonderful Life isn't just a great Christmas movie. It's a great movie. It's a moral, I love that good movie moral message. so much. Yeah. How about you guys? National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. Such a classic. Um, yes. <laughs> my family, I mean... Probably from the time that my parents felt we were old enough for that type of humor. Yes. Um, we've watched it right. every year. Right. Um, I love that movie. Um, Lindsay and I got to see the uh, the RV. Oh, did yes. you? Eddie's <laughs> At RV. Castle Noel. Yeah. That's Medina. so cool. Oh, if you haven't, they've got so much movie memorabilia. Oh, yes. oh that I've sounds been there. Really From fun. Christmas movies. Yeah. And oh my gosh, so mm -hmm. cool. Um, Worth it. Yeah, that's... That's probably it. If we're talking Hanukkah movies, Rugrats Hanukkah. Rugrats. I'm not even kidding. You can I ask about that one. Not that like you know, two Jews, three opinions, but like you can ask pretty much any Jew, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, Rugrats Hanukkah is the best." I honestly had it's no so idea what you were going to say because I'm like, Do I can't even think of a Hanukkah movie. There was the one Adam Sandler Adam like Anna, uh, animated. Yeah, my, my parents saw that in the theater and said they almost walked out. Yeah, and it was so bad. so bad. Yeah. So. Sorry, Adam Sandler. Sorry, Adam Sandler. I adore you. I adore you. The Hanukkah song is the best. Lindsay, I think I know which one's your favorite, but I want to hear. So I think I'm tied with two. Uh, old classic, just because I'm obsessed with all things um, Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yes. I could say that entire movie. Uh, I actually have the little the little tree that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that little is, tree. Uh, <laughs> is it back here? Yeah. It's right there. He's oh, yeah. right there. Him back behind us with his little uh, ornament, or the ornament should be on I it. I hate the movie. With because... Linus's little blankie wrapped around it. So that one, uh, always. And then Elf. I mean, yeah. that yes. that one is just, yeah. it. I, I would watch it. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> I, it's just so well written. Like, it's just, it's, it's really, really good. We constantly good. quote it. Bye, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Like, find your dad. Like, well, and they blended, like, some other ones that are, are still yeah, on like my list. Yeah, the Rudolph one is the. Yeah, the old, the old um, Rankin-Bass. Rankin-Bass ones, yes. Yeah, Rudolph, all So, like, all they that. had the, like, um, stop motion aspect yeah. to it, which was a really Cool callback. Um, and that was John Favreau's like first big dive into directing, where he wasn't just making a movie with his buddies. <gasps> yeah. And he and he, the way he pitched it, I don't know if you guys have the ever seen that the movie. Yeah, he yeah, pitched it as basically like I'm going to take everything that makes nostalgic Christmas movies work, and and put it into this. And I mean, it, it just did. Mm -hmm. Pay it off. 
Yeah, yeah it's I, so good. I love watching that movie, especially when I decorate, because it's so freaking festive. Mm-hmm. It's got all the right songs and right. other than Baby It's Cold Outside. But that was a conversation for another I day. Say, I have oh, very complicated like feelings that about that song. About that I, I've never seen anything one. wrong with that song. I think it's I mean, cute. it's definitely rapey. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely rapey. But I understand now, knowing that you're trying to bang all the football players, <laughs> why you like that song. Come on. <laughs> My my lap's getting cold. <laughs> Call back to our films and, and art that was offense that's offensive. Like back then it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, right. the culture it wasn't. Now yeah. we look at it with a different lens. But do we throw it out? I say I no. I love it. It's very <laughs> they catchy. did a cute parody of it where she's saying, I really must go and they goes, There's the door. Yeah. You know, and, and Did you and sign they, your consent form? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> Give me your mom's number. <laughs> uh, all right, back to the, the the crappy stuff. Like I said, we'll keep sprinkling in like snowflakes of beauty, the nice parts. The crappy part is, uh, is Christmas really even a Christian holiday anymore? I mean, I think that's up to the individual. In a large way, it is very much an American holiday. It is American, almost nationalist holiday because the things that they say like, oh, they're trying to cancel Christmas. No one's trying to cancel it. You couldn't cancel it if you wanted to. It is a multi-billion dollar uh, industry trying to sell not just Christmas stuff, but stuff around the holidays that people are going to buy. So, and, and when, things happen like the Starbucks cup that comes out and says like holidays and people lose their shit. Do you really think that's a moralistic like trend we talked about before are corporations moral? Not at all. (laughs) They're going to do what they think makes the most sense. And think about like, they see it as, well, listen, if we say Merry Christmas, we might lose some customers or piss some people off. So let's do the safest thing possible and boil it down to happy holidays. Yeah. I mean, you guys remember the cups, right? Yeah. That was a the, big the, deal. What yeah. color or what design was yeah, on it or but something. But I don't ever remember them saying Merry Christmas on the cups. So people no, were they like. No, they didn't. They said Happy right. Holidays. And so yeah. people were like, oh, they say Happy Holidays now. I'm like, they've always said Happy Holidays. Yeah. From mm-hmm. I, forever. Looking for a problem that isn't there. Exactly. Just to get offended exactly. about it. And the older I get, the less I care about the presents. Um, sure. It's the, one of the best presents I got last year was my granddaughter, who is uh, a teenager now, 13, um, so she knows everything, um, and she wrote me a letter about everything that she likes about me or loves about me and thanking me for taking them on vacation or you know whatever, and she just wrote it on a piece of notebook paper, and then I framed it. And that, to me, means more than if she would have gone to the store and bought me something for $20 or $5 or $2, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I just feel like the older I get, the less I care about the, the price on something. Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and kind of what you were talking about, Matt, like how Christmas is like very Americanized in this yeah. like capitalistic way. Like to me, because I... Don't really do the Jesus thing. Um, it's but not Jesus like, was a Jew. Do you know how many? Oh. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> no. I'm just joking. That, that's a whole that's other, a can whole other podcast. Um, Hold on, yes. making notes. Yes, he was a Jew. <laughs> um, no, but I just mean like, you know, everyone's like, oh, but it's there, he's the reason for the season. Like, first of all, I don't even do all of that. And I'm pretty sure he was born in the summer. Yeah. Um, second of all. Christmas is based on a pagan holiday. Thank we commercialized you. a pagan holiday. Yes. It's, it's it's Yule. Like, like a it, lot of people I don't think realize how much of Christmas is taken directly out of paganism. Mm-hmm. So like the tree itself, yeah. like the celebration of light and all that, that mm-hmm. that's pagan. The the date is about the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to like historians have said because of this like where the stars were in the sky and all that, like this was probably spring or summer. Right. Right. The Yule Log, uh, a lot of the traditions, a lot of the songs that we sing are very based in in some of those pagan rituals. Mm-hmm. It was the the original war on Christmas was the was the Puritans in the 17th century. They wanted Christmas celebrations to go away because they were like, "This is evil. You you are celebrating and worshiping essentially the devil and witchcraft because of all of your traditions." And it wasn't until England really adopted a lot of this stuff. 
And they started to go, oh, okay, well, I guess it's okay if they're doing it because, you know, England's very religious and all this. I mean, the Christmas that we know, and at least the parts that as a society we know, it's not, it's not a Christian holiday so much. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's like you celebrate what you celebrate. It, Christmas isn't important to everybody. Mm-hmm. But it should be. Well, and running around <laughs> trying to force people into it is like the least Christ-like thing I can think of. So. Right. And right. it's not very festive either. No. There's nothing to get me in the Bunch Christmas of spirit. Knock it off. Right. As long as there's good <laughs> cookies, this is all right. that matters. My yeah. God. <laughs> I love Christmas cookies so much. I do too. Yeah. And Lindsay doesn't bake them, so I'm coming over to your guys' house this well, year. Well, I'm going to a cookie exchange this year, so my mom makes good cookies. Hey, we're making Buckeyes next weekend. That's oh, our that's our Buckeyes. holiday tradition. So I'm in the peanut butter balls and the chocolate. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I know exactly I, what I, Buckeyes. I feel like are. I have to explain it. I moved from out of Ohio, so I have to explain it. All the In time. Ohio, everybody knows everybody what Buckeyes are. Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like going back to what you're saying, everyone kind of celebrates what they want. So I grew up. My mom is Jewish, and my dad grew up Catholic. He's probably more spiritual than anything at this point. But so we did Christmas and Hanukkah and all of the Jewish holidays. And I swear to you, my mom is the biggest Christmas fan. She <laughs> loves Christmas. Mm-hmm. She I does the decorating. It. But it's not, It's again, it's not about like the birth of Jesus. It's right. the, the winter solstice yeah. and celebrating family and the end of the year. It's, she, she's the magic maker. No offense, dad, um, but she's the magic maker. <laughs> I have to say, most of the people who I'm friends with who are not Christian, who are from different religions, are all about Christmas, about Christmas music. I know a lot of people who were, uh, a lot of guys who I used to work with were Muslim, and they celebrated Christmas with their kids. Yeah. They didn't, and I mean, they believe in Jesus as a prophet kind of thing, but like they celebrate it more from the idea of like Santa and gifts and like the music and the cookies Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like, who doesn't love that shit? Right, Right, right. Yeah. We had one little boy uh, last week that came up with, a, he had a t-shirt that was a Christmas tree and a Santa and a and a menorah. And um, he wished us a, a happy Chrysica. <laughs> and um, his dad was Jewish and his mom was Christian or whatever, and they celebrate, you know, cr- uh, Chrysica. I <laughs> yeah, love it. We do that. We do that in our house. So we, you know, with our son, we... We have our Christmas tree and we decorate all that and we celebrate with the family, but then we also have a menorah and he helps us, you know, light the candles and he does his best with the Hebrew prayers. But yeah, so it's, we like, we like having our blended interfaith family. If it's about love and family and sharing and being kind to each other, who cares what you call it? Exactly. Because the traditions have changed over time. I mean, when you talk to like your parents or or their parents, about the traditions they remember as being young. They're very different for the most part of what today's Christmas looks like as far as like the traditions that you do and the rituals that you do. There's, so they're constantly changing. So to have this idea that like there's a war on this, it's like, it's not even the same thing to everybody because generations, cultures, everything. I had a silver tree with a color wheel that changed the color of the tree because it was made out of tinfoil. Did you have one of those? No. No? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That sounds really fun, Look though. it up. That's what I had yeah. growing up. We had a silver, like, made out of tinfoil tree, and there was a color wheel that had four different colors on that spun, and it put color on the tree. That's awesome. And that that was big back in the, you know, 60s or 50s or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. People used to go like door to door caroling a lot yep. more. Oh, you don't yeah. see yeah, a lot of that. that. I've yeah. done that. Well, and like with, I think, you know, keeping with the theme, the war on Christmas, if you like midnight mass, if you like going to church and singing on Christmas Eve and things like that, we're not saying take that away from you, but that's the way in which you choose to celebrate and that there is this broader meaning of Christmas to other folks. And just because it might not be the same way that you view it doesn't make it wrong or bad or that we're coming for your traditions or, you know, the way that you choose to celebrate. And I think that there just needs to be some broader understanding, you know, across these groups. Yeah, absolutely. Mary shared her favorite gift. Do you guys remember, whether as a kid or in more recent times, what your favorite gift that you ever received or gave was for Christmas? I have one that always stands out. When I was nine years old, they bought me, my parents bought me a, like a 18 speed bike. And there's still a picture of me wearing like the most 
ill-fitting pajama matching set with like the weird crotch kind of thing. It's all droopy. And I'm just like in shock because I kept asking my parents, are you going to get me a bike? And they did a good job because they were like, no, we can't afford one this year. Sorry, Matt. And I'm like, damn, damn that inflation. Like I didn't. <laughs> there's, there's still a picture out there somewhere. I'll see if I can't find it for this episode. I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anything. I do remember for my for Christmas when I was 16, I got my first cell phone. Mm. And that was a very exciting time in Aaron's life. Uh, <laughs> it was that like Nokia brick phone. Yes. You know, yes. Which one I'm talking about, you could play Snake on it. Yep. Yeah. It was like the newest technology at the time and it was mm-hmm. like – my burgeoning social life as a teenager. It was it was one of the best gifts I think I've ever gotten. That was when we got cell phones because we were allowed to drive. Yes. And it was like, here, in case there's an emergency, none of these, and no, no offense, uh, parents who get their children electronics, but like, there was nothing before that, so no, you got it was a quarter a, it was and a, you could call from the payphone. <laughs> that's was a when you could. Time. That's when parents would buy their kids phones that only could call them or 911 too. Yeah. Like and that text was messaging cost like 5 cents. Oh, you could yeah. you didn't you text. Yeah. No. You did not cuz you were still paging people. It also took right. forever right cuz you did the like T9. T9. Yeah. Oh my god. Dating ourselves. Yeah, I know. Getting old. My good god. <laughs> Mary, you shared your favorite gift. Do you have one that you think was your favorite like uh that you gave somebody? That I gave. Um Are you a good gift giver? <laughs> I yes I am <laughs> but uh I think my favorite was my parents had always wanted to they never went anywhere I mean once a week in Wisconsin was a vacation and that was it they never traveled they never did anything we didn't have a lot of money um and they uh after I got married um uh I gave them I bought a a getaway, a three-day getaway to Las Vegas. And they love to gamble, which in retrospect, I should not have done because it <laughs> opened, a, opened a can of worms. It never got closed again. But um, I bought them this package to go to Las Vegas. And I created a, uh, uh, a scavenger hunt in my house where they had to find a clue and then find the other clue and another clue and another clue until they found the box. And then inside the box was another box and inside the box was the, until they got to the envelope with the tickets. I love that. That That's was so cool. nice. Um, unfortunately, they wanted to go to Vegas every year after that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're still there. I come, right. <laughs> I come from a family of compulsive gamblers. So in retrospect, it wasn't the best idea. But Your um, heart was in the right place. Yeah. Yes, my heart Good was intention. in the right place. <laughs> yeah, the, it, you were saying it earlier, like, you don't care about the presents anymore. The older you get, at least for me, it's like the more I enjoy giving good gifts. Right. And and like your like your daughter, like I enjoy um like really like putting thought into it and making like the present opening experience is the coolest part of the present usually. And that's why I think like it's not so much about like the gift and the price tag on it, but like seeing someone's reaction to it or like doing it in a way that you make right. it fun where they're opening thing after thing after thing. Yeah. Like that, that's just awesome. I, lo- I, I still love doing that stuff. Um, Aaron, since you're the only person we have to call out here who wasn't necessarily raised like Christian, did it ever bother you if somebody said Merry Christmas or does it feel good if somebody says Happy Holidays? Do you feel more included? Like, like to the person who it actually affects? Um, like, if it's just a random person, like a cashier at a grocery store, I, I don't care. Um, I don't think my mom, I mean, again, my mom is Jewish. She's never been bothered. Um, so it doesn't really matter to me if they say happy holidays you know it's it's nice i know that they're trying to be inclusive um if someone knows me personally and they say oh happy hanukkah like that means a lot to me because they're making the effort to mm-hmm. yeah. give me like a personalized um holiday greeting this is kind of a tangent but one of the things so my dad's family is catholic and my grandmother's cousin was a priest and we would go to church for christmas sure and Easter mass with my Catholic grandparents. And he would always come up to my mom 
and say Happy Hanukkah if we were at Christmas Mass or if we were at Easter, he'd say Happy Passover. And that to me just meant so much because he didn't have to do that. It wasn't, we were coming into his religious building and it just, just again, being inclusive just to be kind and not because you like, it's politically correct or whatever. It's just the right thing to do and the kind thing to do. It just means a lot when it's sincere. I think the problem is the people who are, again, pounding that drum of there's a war on Christmas are the ones who want to say loud and proud that the United States is a Christian nation. And while a large makeup of the country might buy into Christianity or be Christian in some form or fashion, separation of church and state, like we're not a Christian nation. And so what you're talking about Christmas, if anything, is the secular version of Christmas that maybe some people are just saying it'd be nice to kind of include these other things too, because uh, Jews shop at Christmas time too, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, you heard it here. We we have eight nights of gifts. Not yeah. that they're. I have to dispel yeah. this. Everyone always was like, "Oh, you're so lucky. You get eight nights of presents." It's I'm all like, socks. We get like socks, yeah. Yeah. Right. and like books, <laughs> and like CDs when CDs were a thing. Right. And like right. those are great things. Compact disc yeah, for but those Gen Zers listening. Yes, you used to put them in a machine and they'd play your music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we really have to. Spe- Do you think Gen Zers are listening to us? <laughs> mm. They're they're growing. They're, hey, they showed up uh, at this past election, so like I have a lot of faith in them. I think yeah, that they're, they're they're in it. They just don't won't listen to podcasts. I believe the children are a future. Uh, <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. Um, you can just put Aaron Arroyo and then the great Whitney Houston. <laughs> okay. We always go out and buy um, about three hundred dollars worth of toys, and then we give them to. Um, Good Neighbors or one of those organizations where they have specific families that come. Mm -hmm. And um, we did that last week with, and this time we made our two youngest grandkids who are teenagers, and we made them go with us and said, you know, take $20 of your own money and Mm -hmm. add it to what we're spending, and we're going to go. And we bought $300 worth of toys and then brought them over to good neighbors and took a picture, laid them all out and took a picture with them so that they're starting now to get the idea about giving and not just getting. Right. Because the, I see that a lot in the younger generation. They're not used to giving. They're used to getting. Right. Yeah. And I like for me, that that is what Christmas and the holiday yeah. season yeah. is about. It's mm-hmm. just giving and, you know, offering kindness and warmth and family to people who may not necessarily have that Mm -hmm. otherwise. I guess one thing I can say about corporate, it it brings everyone together and we don't think about Christmas or, you know, who's celebrating what is when we do the adopt a family, kind of like you said, Mary, where Mm -hmm. uh, some some companies I've worked at have done it more um, company-wide, where I am now, we do it more team-based, we'll adopt and just kind of do within our own team. But I remember when I was working in a large corporation um, here in the area several years ago, they had this um, these trees that you could go into the main lobbies and just pick things off of from different families, and then we would bring them wrapped, and they would fill these side uh, like conference rooms or side areas, little bays, and the amount of gifts that showed up that were wrapped, and it was just we could see as a corporate community what we were doing for mm-hmm. these families, and they all had a little story on who were the the folks receiving what did everyone want and usually the parents you know said new socks or you know toiletries and things like that and then you know you had the kids run the gamut from like a coloring book to a um PS5 or whatever <laughs> so yeah. but but it that that is just something that i think also brings that spirit of the holidays together to see like we have so much a lot of us mm-hmm like to give to those who are really um, in need and, and to make their Christmases and their holidays just just amazing. So, yeah. Speaking of amazing, what is your favorite Christmas song? Because even, like I said, even people who don't celebrate Christmas love Christmas music because Christmas music is its whole own genre. It's No other holiday has that kind of like batch of music dedicated directly to it. 
My favorite is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. If it's done right, like Frank Sinatra or like Judy Garland, the original one, it's somber, it's happy, it's sad, it's it's like all these emotions, and it kind of like sums up how you feel at the end of the year. I don't know. What are your guys' favorite Christmas songs? Uh, I like uh, We Need a Little Christmas right this very minute. Mm-hmm. Candles in the Window, Carol's at the Spinet. You know, that one. Who is that? Who? What's? Who's the original person who sang that? Uh, originally, it was from um, uh, MAME, the musical uh, Anti-MAME. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. And, I didn't know that either. Uh, Andy Williams? Uh, Andy Williams uh, sang it. Yeah. Don't um, know why I know that. That's the one you'd hear on the radio. But originally, it was from the musical version of, of Mame. Oh. Um, when and Andy Williams it's is not like, Christmas, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're depressed, and so right. she goes, "We need a little Christmas," and they start yeah, decorating awesome. the house. Oh, I think I have no idea. That is like such a that should be the n- title of this episode. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? Um, mine is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, okay. like the Nat King Cole yeah. version. Yeah. It's just it is. Everything Christmas. For those of you like, who are like, what song? Chestnuts Roasting on an Oak. Which was sung and made famous by Nat King Cole, but it was written by Mel Torme. Yep. And mm. also made famous by Mel Torme. Yeah. So you've got to ask the old people yeah. about the old songs. <laughs> the Nat King Cole version, my dad had this CD, again, of um, like the classics, like Bing Crosby, Frank yeah. Sinatra, Nat King Cole, of Christmas songs. And we'd listen to it every Christmas morning and that mm-hmm. song. And just like... It gets me yeah. in in the feels. Is that what the kids say these days? Yeah, in the feels. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably what like the twenty year old kids probably. are saying. What the kids no. said like ten years ago. Yeah, I like when I think of those songs like Nat King Cole and Andy Williams and stuff. I remember listening to that on a on a record player. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one thing that I, you know, that sucks about technology is I miss hearing the crackling oh. of the needle. Right, you know, right. like I, like. What's well, becoming hot again? They're, the yeah. kids are yeah, into the, the vinyl now. For sure. But mm-hmm. when I decorate my tree, I listen to Alvin and the Chickmunks. <laughs> <laughs> that's also classic. It is. It is. Lindsay, what's that. your favorite Christmas song? I'm going to circle it back around to Andy Williams, uh, the holiday season or the holiday song. Uh, mm-hmm. That I love that one because it's just like fun. It kind of moves along. But I'll also say shout out to my mom. She always had that Kenny G Christmas CD playing, like growing up for our Christmas Eve things. Like sometimes you just need some instrumental Christmas songs, um, you know, but uh, but yeah, that that's a fun one. I really like the kind of like Rat Pack era for the Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. Those are that's probably my favorite. All of their Christmas versions were fantastic. Those, yeah, Christmas music is definitely a big part of it. I, at the time of recording, I've not yet allowed myself to listen to Christmas music, but in like three days, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Just for now, it's like they start playing it, I feel like Halloween day right. anymore. Yeah. It's too early. Let us enjoy each holiday, like Thanksgiving, for at least a couple of days, yeah. and then we can talk Christmas. I, I gave in. Mm-hmm. I also put up my tree and all my decor. So, you know. The world, is, the world is kind of garbage, yes. and <laughs> I needed something happy, and that makes me happy. So I, I will do Thanksgiving when I'm getting for dressed. the next couple of yeah. days. When I'm putting this on, yeah. I'm playing my Christmas music. Oh, while I think I'm we just wrote song. our own song, like, the world is garbage, jingle, 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 and we need a little Christmas, jingle, jingle, jingle. I, jingle you had Jingle Bells on any song, and it's suddenly like that much happier, too. It's true. You could sing about, like, yeah, climate change gonna kill us all. Ding, 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 ding. Fine with it. You wanna be where I be? Got me stuck on a feeling. It's the holiday season. Got the snowflakes on your eyelashes. Looking like my winter wish The festive music you've been hearing in this episode is our musician spotlight of Christmas. Mayhem Music with their Christmas collection of different artists such as DJ Skrilla, Janae, Wesley Bright, and Steph Trevison. Mayhem Music producers include Dan Solovitz, Brian Casey, Chris Harris, and Owen Chang. Right now you're listening to Winter Romance, performed by Janae and produced by Mayhem Music's Dan Solovitz. You can find them on Instagram at Mayhem Music Production. Yeah.
So I'm, I'm going to take things to the other side. While I am all about people being inclusive and we all know that the war on Christmas is bullshit, I do think that sometimes we overcorrect and sanitize things too much. There's a classic South Park episode. So this was late 90s. And I think it was it was either their first or second Christmas episode that they ever did. And they put on a school play. And someone's like, oh, that's offensive. We got to take that out. And by the end, it is just this like, piece of garbage that has no ties to any holiday and it's like philip glass music in the background just going boom 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 and they're just like spinning into the sun yeah and it hurts my like stars are offensive to me like that kind of stuff i think it's okay so you have a you have a young kid Mm -hmm. i mean you know if if he was at school and they were going to do like a christmas activity would you be like that's offensive that's weird well, he's at a Jewish preschool, so yes, that would be a little odd. Um, but no, I mean, no, I don't think so. I So again, going back to when we were in school, Lindsay and I were actually in choir together, and I'm pretty we sure- We went to school together since we were like t- little teeny people. Yeah, we were like so. eight. Uh, yeah, I don't think that we you gave that a- We didn't really give no. that background, we, but we yes, we've known back. each other for a long time. Um. But, you know, we I'm pretty sure that my sister and I were the only even remotely Jewish kids in the entire school. Probably. Um, but we always did a Hanukkah song at the holiday concert. We did. Always. We did. Yep. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Or Hanukkah, um, oh Hanukkah, come on. Yeah, we did that we one. Did that one. We like, on this night, yep. let us light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anna had a solo in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia. Okay. Um, Hi, Anna. But, but had we not done a Hanukkah song, I like... I don't think I would have even right. noticed or cared because, again, and we're I think the only ones. And I think there's a big difference, too, between, like, doing a nativity scene and doing something yes. that has Christmas themes yes. in it, right? Well, my daughter teaches in a, a Cleveland public school, and they have to do holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they don't do Halloween anymore. They It's a fall festival. Oh. And the, everything has to be... <clears throat> generic. I'm clogging up. I should. Yeah, drink some water. Mrs. Claus tied one on last <laughs> night and chain smoked a couple packs of cigs, and now she's just trying no to judgment. deal them with the aftermath. Mrs. Claus needs a shot of tequila to clear her throat. <laughs> we um, can make that happen. But yeah, everything is um, is generic. You know, it's a, it's a it's a winter festival. It's a uh, fall festival. It's they don't do a lot of Christmassy things or anything. And I have mixed feelings about that. Because again, the, like I said, if if they were talking about doing the baby Jesus kind of thing, yeah, that that's problematic. But Santa Claus, I mean, wasn't uh, Santa Claus in the in the, like Miracle on 34th Street like he was he was celebrating different holidays right. and stuff and talking to kids in different languages. Right. I I think the idea of Christmas, at least American Christmas goes above and beyond any single religion or view. So, like, I'm okay with people having some Christmas themes and things. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like it's a little too sanitized at times. I kind of feel like inclusion for inclusion's sake can be – it can go a little far sometimes. Like, like when you take something that is clearly meant to be Christmassy and you just, like, Hanukkahize it or, like, Mm -hmm. sanitize it. Like we we know right we know that yeah. you're just trying like it's just just go full Christmas if right. you're gonna do that like eh. but I but I also I might disagree just a tiny bit because I think there are parts of our culture where we are so one thing that popped into my head is look at one of like the biggest melting pots of our country in New York City Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade who closes it out Santa and his sleigh and that is one of the most diverse places that we have with different religions and beliefs and probably a crap ton of atheists and like people who don't even think about religion. But that is still a symbol that like ushers us into this season. And I mean, yeah, some people might get like upset about it, but I feel like for the most part, it's pretty exciting and people are, you know, all the kids are like screaming and it's just like such a great thing. So like that is as a key thing, I think in our culture shows that we are still you know, somewhat open to to that piece of it, even if we are a different religion and celebrating different holidays. But the Mace, the the Thanksgiving parade is is a commercial product, and I think that's the difference. Is um, we're weird about it in schools and education mm-hmm. and in public 
forum when it has anything to do with government and stuff, which I'm all for the separation of church and state. But that's what I'm kind of saying is, you know, that's a corporate money grabbing thing. I mean, it, it's always been that way. But but we can't do any Christmas themed stuff for the kids. I, I think I think there's a way where you can be inclusive, but also not overcorrect where you are like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if you guys want, you know, should we do Santa Claus for this thing? Should we sing a Christmas song at the holiday festival or whatever it is? I don't, I don't know. I, I, because it's not all about Christianity. It really isn't to me. No. I, and I think that there's a way to, because I mean, I feel like going back to like the whole war on Christmas, I feel like a lot of these people who feel that this is a thing haven't been exposed to people of other religions and who right. celebrate these other things. So like, even if you don't call it a holiday party or what have you, like if you want to do a Santa or a Christmas tree project, cool. Maybe also do um, a menorah project just to teach kids about right. other religions and other cultures because, again, a lot of them aren't getting it at home mm -hmm. and probably hearing terrible things about some of those people at home. I mean, that's – oh, God, that's such a big problem because they – you know, being raised – in, in an evangelical household, like they don't want you to know stuff about other uh, right. religions and cultures, right. which is crazy because there's a way to learn about it and respect it. Even if you're like, I'm not going to buy into it or change my opinion, whatever. Like the idea of like information ever being bad is just silly. Why would you stop your kid from learning something? Because they are going to go out in the world mm -hmm. and it's like, I only know how to talk about Jesus. I mean, right. you're setting them up for failure. Right? Yeah. I, again, I, throughout school, I was, my sister and I were pretty much the only Jewish kids in our entire school, maybe in the district. So if they didn't know us and didn't experience any Jewish stuff with us, they didn't know any Jews. Like, yeah, that is sad. And that, I mean, I know because I went to the same school. I right. mean, we had one Jewish kid uh, in our grade and we harassed her like crazy. So, you know, I, I'm kind of saying this to young Matt, like stop being an asshole. Just let people do their thing. You know, mm -hmm. not everybody has to believe what you believe in. But speaking of belief, if you're letting your kids listen to the show, first of all, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Secondly, this is the time to turn them away because we're going to talk about Santa Claus here for a moment. Do you remember at what age you either a were told that the truth about Santa, or B, uh, what you taught your own kids. Like my my mom was never really let us buy into it because it was under the idea that Jesus is the reason for the season. Right, like exactly. you cannot, Santa is Satan uh, mixed around, uh, that kind of bullshit. But my dad was very magical about stuff. So like, but I, I think by kindergarten, I was already, I thought, which is sad because... I mean, I'm glad I'm not that, like, person in middle school who was still buying yeah. into stuff. But do you remember, like, you're going to say, Santa's real, Matt. <laughs> For me, I don't remember. But with my grandkids, um, like I say, the two, I have five, and the two youngest are teenagers now. And one of the things that I always told them was, I will never lie to you. Um, but we kept the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and Santa alive in their beliefs. And then, uh, let's see, she's 13 now. So I'd say three years ago, she, uh, my granddaughter came up to me and said, is Santa real? Because they knew we do Santa. And we went to Santa University and we trained to be Santa's helper. Um, and we got uh, FBI checked and we got all these things to make us legitimate professional and told the kids, we are Santa's helpers. And here's a picture of him giving us our diploma and all that, you know. And she said, is Santa real? And I finally had to explain. And then she, you said you'd never lie to me. <laughs> and I said, but this is different. You know, now it's your turn to make magic for the little kids. And um, it's different about me lying about something, you know, that's reality versus keeping magic of Christmas alive for when you're little. Yeah. And uh, but even now, she'll throw it up at me once in a while just to get me. You know, she'll go, "Yeah, but you said you'd never lie to me." You know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, 
when when a kid comes up to us and will ask my husband, uh, "Is are you the real Santa Claus?" He'll go, "Well, do I look real?" You know, and he's got a real beard, and yeah. you know, so he'll let him tug the beard and stuff like that, and doesn't really answer, but lets sure. them figure that out. But I mean, yeah, because that's a tough one. You only get one childhood where you yeah. have that innocence and right. as soon as it's gone my god then you start to be like the world's not magical it's <laughs> shitty it's a horrible place well that's where we tell them now it's your turn to be santa yes. for the little kids you know it's so yeah we're we're officially designating you as santa's helper now <laughs> that's great D- does your son believe in santa oh I don't really the, know. What is it? The Hanukkah Aardvark? What is the? Uh, what is the? <laughs> My animal? mom used to joke that it was Hanukkah Harry. I don't. I've heard of Hanukkah yeah. Harry. Um, I don't really know. Um, My son is also. He's a little bit developmentally delayed, so the speech stuff is kind of hard to explain to him. But um, he. So we went to visit Santa when he was a year old. And then COVID happened. So oh, yeah. he really hasn't had any experiences outside we of that. We ran into a lot of yeah. that this year. He loved Santa when the he was a baby. The little that really he didn't loved, know I mean, how he, to. We couldn't even get pictures of him because he kept looking back at Santa and smiling. Like yeah. he was so excited. Um, but I mean, he likes presents. He likes tearing paper and getting things. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking we're going to um, really kind of play into it this year. Like I said, he's, he's going to be four next week. So um, like... When I when I was a kid, um, my grandpa used to call us on the phone and pretend to be Santa oh, yeah. and like ask, you know, he would talk to us about like, have you been good this year and all this stuff. So I think my dad's probably going to try to do that, too. That's so, great. Because for me, it, again, it's like you said, it's just it's just the magic of the season. Yeah. And I mean, my I'm almost I'm closing in on 40 and my mom and dad still write from Santa mm-hmm. on some of my mm-hmm. gifts, like because it's just it's just, it's just a holiday feeling. Yeah. So we will we will do Santa. I mean, but again, if he asks us, we'll be straightforward and explain. Santa is kind of an idea. It's mm-hmm. it's a a spirit of the season that you know when everybody. He's little, can you can of... still say he's real, but then when right. you get to be middle school, then <laughs> right. you know. I don't. Yeah, at this point, I don't think he cares as long right. as like he can eat some of the cookies we're right. going to leave out right. and he right. gets presents. So. <laughs> Lindsay, how old were you when you stopped believing? That's a great question. I don't remember. Um, I feel because I'm the oldest of three. I feel and I want to say I feel like one of my brothers. I bet Eric probably figured it out. I think. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But for some reason, I'm having like a memory of I think one of my brothers, I think it was Eric, was just like, hey, doesn't Santa's signature and like from mom look the same? And he like kind of put it together and we were like, oh shit, yeah, it does. Uh, my poor mother like staying up until all hours of the night, like wrapping these like millions of presents because we were spoiled rotten as children. Um, but but that was like, that was all her. I mean, that fell totally on her, but she was probably like midnight and she's just like scribbling and, you know, uh, bless her heart. But um yeah, I, I I was probably like older than I should have been because I think my younger brother figured it out. That's fantastic. I could see that. I could see your mom trying to let that go on for as long as possible. Well, why not? It's so fun. Like yeah. I was just with uh, Chelsea, who's been on one of the uh, episode four and her daughter, Lily, and we were at the botanical gardens going around all the Christmas trees and stuff. And was like, why are you asking Santa for? And she's like, oh my gosh, Santa. And, you know, she was just all excited about it. It's just so fun to see it through the little Mm. kid's eyes for sure. Absolutely. Well, I want to go out on this last question to everybody before I share my final thoughts. What is your hope for this holiday season? I feel like hope has been something that's been harder to get to and obtain over the last few years, especially with COVID and, and experiencing holidays in a very new and strange way that was not great. And we're still kind of coming out of the end of that. Um, but what's your personal hope for this season? Now that the midterms are over, <laughs> I would love for us to just stop talking about politics for a little while and just enjoy the season for the rest of the year and not right away go take a step forward into politics again. I would like to just, let's all just be united, if not just for two months, you know, just cool it on the politics for a while and and do something nice for somebody. Do something, find some family, some young single mother who's struggling or some 
kid that just got out of foster care or something. Find somebody to do something nice for. Um, don't don't uh, pretend to be into the Christmas spirit and then be a jerk on the highway and not let somebody in when they need to switch lanes. You know, it's be Santa without the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I like that. Is uh. Is the North Pole a democracy? Because I, I heard it was no, like socialist communism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dictatorship. Because yes. the elves, the elves yes. aren't actually like, they're not a different race. They've just so malnourished that they've turned into these like very short creatures. Yes, and, we, yeah. yes it's definitely a dictatorship. Yeah. And um, I'm the power behind the throne. Of course. And, uh, you know, so... You know, he pretty much does what I tell him to do, but nobody knows that really. Yeah. So we'll, we'll cut that out of this episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we don't want to. We don't want to let out the secret. How about you guys? Um, for me, I mean, like I mentioned, we just moved back to the area um, a couple months ago, so we're gonna be able to spend the holidays with family for the first time in a while. You know, between the distance and COVID and all of that. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also really hoping that my my little triangle family um that we can start our own traditions um that we can continue to do moving forward whether that involves you know my parents and my sister and her fiance like all of that but um yeah i just want to start something new i love our old traditions but it just feels like it's time for us to kind of start something something just for us so that's my hope that we can find something that we can do in the coming years Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my hope and, you know, just because it's uh, at this time, but right before Thanksgiving, I'm seeing a lot of shift in um, the way that we're messaging Thanksgiving from like a social media perspective, like eat what you want, body positivity. Like, how about for Christmas, we not focus so much on the consumerism of it, but let's focus on doing good things for ourselves and for others. And, you know, like everyone has said, like, get the spirit, do things for others out of a kind and generous heart to be the Santa without the suit. I think mm-hmm. that that should be a challenge that we give everyone is be the Santa without the suit and giving feels so much more fulfilling and just, I think, rewarding um, than thinking more internally about yourself. So yeah. no, I let's, like let's, that. let's change the narrative a little bit. Don't put yourself under so much pressure. Yes. The perfect tree, the perfect yes. clean house, the perfect meal, the perfect, the, the kids are all dressed perfect and, and and you know they hate being they're itchy and they don't want that sweater on and they're but no no they have to look perfect because grandma and grandpa are coming over right you, ch- you make yourself crazy right or so. i can't have this dessert or i can't have this drink or this food because i put on five pounds since thanksgiving right. like be kind to everyone and yourself and just enjoy worry about it after the it. new year we all deserve it <laughs> right. we all just deserve a break so take that break right. yeah make that you resolution know, that extra, you're not yes, gonna keep that exactly. extra padding is good for ohio winters <laughs> yeah. so well i th- first of all thank you so much everybody for coming here for sharing in the magic of christmas and the holidays and hanukkah harry and all the great <laughs> things that happen to our friends who celebrate other holidays just enjoy the season i will say that I have hope and I get hope from this season because it is the one time a year that we act the way that we should be acting the rest of the year. Santa without the suit, it's like live Christmas without the holiday. I mean, you shouldn't have to have this excuse, but I'll take it. Like one of my favorite things about Christmas is there's so many things and and stories and tales and movies that are about this redemption arc, you know, like It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Carol. It's about somebody seeing the goodness in mankind. It's peace on earth and goodwill towards men. I wish we could act like that all the time, but if we can even just do it, like you said, for the short period of time, I'd be thrilled. And I think it's good to believe in a little bit of something bigger than us, whether it's God or Santa or magic or something else. There's magic in the air. Embrace it and just be kind to each other. What is that? It's Santa! Oh, oh, oh! Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays to all! Christmas, Christmas! Christmas, Christmas! Almost over! Oh, Christmas season is almost over! Well, I got everything I wanted except for you. Oh, my heart! Oh,
We just went there. Now you can go to thegoingtherepodcast.com for links to all the podcast platforms, our socials, and of course, YouTube. While you're at it, give us a rating, share with a friend, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out these festive songs by Mayhem Music and these artists on Instagram at Mayhem Music Production. This podcast is made possible by its hosts and Frame One Media in association with Lindsay Baker, Joe Callie, and Bobby Thomas.